This episode of Industry Focus is brought to you by TD Ameritrade. You have an investing style? TD Ameritrade has a mobile app to match it. Check out TD Ameritrade Mobile and Thinkorswim Mobile to find the one that's right for you. Member SIPC. This episode was pre-recorded on November 7th. Be aware that some facts may have changed by the time you hear this. Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. Today is Thursday, and this is part two of our discussion of the Next Era Energy family of companies. I'm your host, Nick Seifel, and today I'm joined by Motley Fool contributor Matt Delalo via Skype. How's it going, Matt? It's going pretty well. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Uh, as I mentioned off the top of the show, this is part two of our discussion of the Next Era Energy family of companies. If you didn't catch part one where we discussed Next Era Energy, ticker NEE, uh, you know, go back in your podcast too, wherever you find your podcasts, and we'll have that uh, waiting for you. Today, we're going to be talking about another member of this family of companies, which is Next Era Energy Partners, ticker NEP. So, first off, off the top of the show, Matt, how, uh, what does Next Era Energy Partners do, and how does it di- how is it different uh, from Next Era Energy that we talked about on the first show? Yeah, so whereas Next Era Energy itself it owns utilities and a competitive energy business, which owns um, wind farms and solar plants that it sells to uh, the power of third parties, uh, Next Era Energy Partners focuses entirely on kind of that competitive energy business. They own a large portfolio of wind farms and solar projects that they'll they'll sell the power to third parties. And, you know, like so for other utilities, for example, they don't want to build a wind farm themselves. They'll buy the power from Next Area Energy Partners. And so what it's it's structured almost like an MLP in that its focus is to uh, generate cash flow that it returns to uh, unit holders. However, it does not uh, issue a Schedule K-1, which a lot of NLP says. It gives you a 1099 so investors can hold it in their retirement account. And um, it uh, it also it, it owns natural gas pipelines, so that might differentiate a little bit. So their, their focus isn't entirely renewable, but it's clean energy. So in their mind, they view natural gas pipelines as being a good fit, too. It kind of fits into that yield co bucket uh, that we've talked about on this show, uh, pr- pr- primarily focused in North America. Uh, when it comes to you know the dividend that this company pays, and its its, its primary relationship is with NextEra Energy or NextEra Energy Resources, like we discussed on the on the previous episode of the show. What what are the advantages to owning you know a NextEra Energy uh, Partners versus owning the NextEra Energy parent company? Uh, can I accomplish a different goal owning Nexter Energy Partners than I would with Nexter Energy? Yeah, yeah. Their their main focus is to grow their dividend, which has almost double the yield of Nexter Energy at a faster rate. So they're at twelve to fifteen percent per year. So their whole goal is to buy uh, clean energy assets and then to use that return most of that cash flow to investors through the dividend so that's one of the differences and then as we mentioned in the last show uh next energy has heavy exposure to florida so if investors didn't want that hurricane risk that you might get in florida or the utility risk that you get from owning the utilities that's another draw to next energy partners so it's kind of gives investors an opportunity to Purely focus on clean energy, with the you know as long as you're okay with natural gas pipelines, then uh, you know you get a lot of income, income growth. So it's definitely that's their big appeal. 
Right, and that association with Next Air Energy uh, as their kind of primary sponsor that they work with, uh, you know, it's a great relationship to have uh, going forward, which we'll talk a little bit more on the back half of the show when we dive into Next Air Energy's partner's business. But first, this episode of Industry Focus is brought to you by TD Ameritrade. So you've done a ton of research on a trade, but you can't decide if you want to go through with it. TD Ameritrade's Trade Desk might be the secret to figuring it all out. Just go to tdameritrade.com slash trade desk to see how they can help gut check your trades. Member SIPC. Okay, Matt, I want to dive a little bit more into NextEra Energy Partners' business. Uh, I teased it a little bit on the first half of the show, but would like to kind of dive into it a little bit more. Is that relationship uh, between NextEra Energy Partners and NextEra Energy Resources uh, the, the predominant customer when it comes to when it comes to acquiring these renewable energy assets is NextEra Energy Resources? Matt, can you kind of pick apart that relationship and kind of how the parties interact with one another there? Yeah, so NextEra Energy, they will work with uh, other utilities that want to build a wind farm or solar panels or something like that, and they'll build it. So they're kind of like the renewable energy developer, and they'll hold those assets uh, and generate cash flow that they'll use to fund their dividend and to build other ones. However, given just the amount of uh, growth that they have, they need extra capital. So one way they do that is instead of selling these uh, really great cash flowing wind farms to third parties, they'll sell it down to NextEra Energy Partners. Like they kind of formed it so that they could still control them, but cash in. And so they're targeting a different investor set, like we mentioned, dividend growth investors. So it gives them a, a way to kind of leverage what's out there in the market. Inter- investors that are interested in renewables and in income. It gives them this outlet for these assets and so then they they'll you know sell them get the cash and build more renewable energy assets yeah it sounds kind of like we've talked about uh, with like Brookfield asset management in the past where they recycle their capital through sounds like mm-hmm. uh, next era energy partners kind of helps that that take place um we talked about before the show you, you had mentioned uh, some intricacies when it comes to how they finance these deals and how that's important for investors and Nexter Energy Partners uh, to understand. Can you kind of walk us through that a little bit, a little bit, Matt? Yeah. So typically, what a company like Nexter Energy or an MLP or a Yield Co. What they would have done is they would have sold uh, stock or units to public market investors. Yeah. Back you know a couple years ago. When interest rates are really low, investors are just gobbling these up, and they would use that cash to make acquisitions. However, the market has changed. A lot of these yield codes struggled. Some, um, you know, went out of business, and uh, there was bankruptcies, and you know, the energy market has just been in terrible shape the past couple of years. So it's made it really hard for Nextera Energy to to be willing and wanting to sell equity to fund these deals. So they've turned to private equity and alternative asset managers as kind of like their go-to capital source. And they've done three deals in the past year, uh, one with uh, KKR and the other two with uh, Black BlackRock. And um, what they're doing is they're getting equity, uh, but not selling stock right away. They're called port- convertible equity portfolio financing. It sounds really complex, but what it is, it's basically an almost an IOU where they can sell stock later on. And the hope is that their stock will, you know, gain value in the four or five years that they'll need to be, you know, before this, these portable, these convertible things are convertible. 
And so, you know, let's say next their stock doubles in five years. Well, then they don't need to sell as much to kind of pay these off. So it's a kind of a unique way that they're uh, basically funding their business now, but paying for it later. And uh, are there any risks in that business model that investors should be aware of relative to that traditional model you described of selling units into the open market? Yeah, so eventually someday they're going to have to buy these back. It's part of the structure. It's between four to six years, depending on which one. So uh, a lot of them, there's like the opportunity to actually exchange it for for units. Uh, so as long as their units have gained in value, then you know it, it works out. But let's say there's a market crash or you know interest rates rising, and so you know when interest rates rise, yields on stocks tend to rise too. So that would you know drop their stock market value. So if some something like that happens, they actually might have it might be worse and they'll dilute their investors a lot more than they were expecting. So it is something to watch. It's a longer term thing, four to five years. Yeah. So something to be aware of. And, you know, a, a part of the thesis that you need to, to, to bake into uh, this company. Um, wanted to talk about one of their recent deals. We, we mentioned that they've moved into uh, some more pipeline investments. And that is one area where there may be a little bit uh, less of a pure play on, on renewable than maybe the the next era energy uh, uh, you know headline company. Um, but they recently acquired Mead Pipeline Company, um, and, and management had said it really kind of checked off all the boxes they were looking for uh, when it came to an investment. Uh, so so when you, when you take a look at this at this recent acquisition, uh, what what does that tell us about how next era energy partners approaches acquisitions and what does it mean for the business? Yeah, so this was really a one-off. It, they they're always open to making third-party acquisitions, and this almost proves to the market that hey, we can make third-party deals. We're not 100% reliant on um, Next Era to fund our growth. So it, it kind of checked that box is strategic. Again, it, it's a natural gas pipeline, so it's clean energy. The big draw though is the the value that they're getting it for like 14 times cash flow multiple, which is really, really a, a good multiple that they're they're getting it for. And so because they're getting such a great deal and it's so accretive to their cash flow, they can uh, they don't need to make any more deals until 2021 to fund their dividend growth. And um, the pipeline itself, it's up in the Marcellus shale backed by long term contracts. So, you know, it's very steady cash flow that it's getting. It really fits in well with this idea of we're owning clean energy assets that generate very predictable cash flow so that it makes the dividend very safe. Yeah, and that the real moneymaker there is what you said there on the dividend that uh, they don't expect to need to do any further acquisitions until 2021 uh, to achieve their targeted distribution growth expectations, which are, are, are pretty ambitious. Uh, they want to grow their distributions 12 to 15% each year. Uh, you know, at least through 2021. Uh, when you take a look at that dividend, the opportunity that this this company gives to you relative to other yield codes, uh, you know, how attractive is this business on that on that aspect? Yeah, so I'm going to run through two more names that a lot of investors who might be familiar with the yield codes have heard of: Terraform Power and Brookfield Renewable Power. They're both part of the the Brookfield family of companies that uh, we talked about on the show before. Uh, Terraform uh, yields 4.8%, so a little bit higher yield. They expect to grow their dividend 5 to 8% per year through 2022 while maintaining an 80% payout ratio. So, you know, you're getting a little bit lower growth rate, uh, a little bit higher payout ratio. However, it's fully funded. They don't need to make any 
acquisitions, they're doing this uh, growth solely through the previous acquisitions they made. And then they're doing some stuff to cut costs and then they're doing some wind repowering projects. And what that means is they're taking older wind turbines and replacing them with bigger, more powerful ones and they, they can generate more power, more cash flow. So that's Terraform, you know, slower growth, but it's, it's all baked in. Brookfield Renewable, on the other hand, 4.6% uh, yield, expects to grow that 5% to 9% per year through 2024. They're targeting a lower payout ratio, 70%. Again, similar kind of power sources for this growth. Margin enhancement, you know, they're working to cut costs. Organic expansions, they're building more wind farms, hydro plants, uh, those sort of things. The kicker with Brookfield, though, is they also expect another 3 to 5% per year of growth funded by asset sales. So that they actually expect to grow their earnings by double digits going forward. So faster growth with Brookfield. But again, both of these dividends, there's really no uh, financing risk. They, they don't need acquisitions to, to fund their growth. So that's a big difference between those two, that investors kind of have to weigh the higher risk versus the higher return. So you would say, just to just clarify, you would say that, that that there's there's higher risk when it comes to the next era business because there needs to be continued investment to it in order to kind of justify that dividend. Whereas these other folks, lower dividend but or lower yield, but that's for a good reason. They're a little bit safer when it comes to their payout and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You get a slower growth rate. However, they don't need the acquisitions that are, are juicing the growth. So you know, like we mentioned earlier, if the if the market tumbles and they next era energy can't uh, buy assets from its parent then it won't be able to grow its dividend whereas the other two there's really you know nothing's without risk but there's less risk of something like that impacting their growth sure so so definitely a, a more aggressive investor uh, maybe maybe should look to the next era energy uh, family of companies but again relative to the overall market uh, all of these companies are, are going to have a lower risk profile would that be fair to say yeah definitely for sure Okay, Matt. Uh, just kind of zooming out a little bit. You know, we've discussed Next Era Energy last week. This week, we're talking about uh, Next Era. Next Era. You know, renewable partners. Uh, when you kind of zoom out and take a look at the renewable sector more broadly, uh, really, what should folks be paying attention to uh, in renewables going forward? And, and where should folks be looking for uh, you know these big opportunities in renewables in addition to the Next Era Energy family of companies? Yeah, so the big thing to keep an eye on is the falling costs. We mentioned earlier that NextEra sees these costs for especially solar storage, uh, energy storage coming down. If that doesn't happen like they thought, then it could impact growth going forward. And then you also have to keep in mind with uh, fossil fuels. Like Part of the big thing with these is that fossil fuels aren't going to you know, tank in price. But if natural gas prices keep going down as they are, that might tilt the balance a little bit. So, you know, there's there's risk involved in, in renewable growth. However, uh, you know, kind of the, the big tailwind here is climate change. You know, there's a lot more being talked about with that. And even if the numbers aren't there, you'll still have, you know, the financial numbers aren't there. You'll still have a lot of investment in renewables just because of those concerns are getting more um, more real. Yeah, it's one of those, if the people want it, uh, you know, they will buy it, you know, uh, <laughs> no matter what the price is. And so, uh, you know, we've seen interest really ramp up the past several years. I don't, I don't expect that to turn back anytime soon. Uh, and if you know, the economics come along for the ride, you know there's a really big opportunity here. Um, Matt, thank you as always for coming on the show and for sharing all your knowledge uh, when it comes to the, this sector of the market. Uh, thanks for having me. 
As always, people on the program may own companies discussed on the show, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against the stocks discussed, so don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear. Thanks to Austin Morgan for his work behind the glass. For Matt DeLalo, I'm Nick Seipel. Thanks for listening, and Fool on. <laughs>